Welcome to the Welsh Yogi Podcast. I like this video. Recording. Hi Krishna, welcome to the Wisdom of the Sages. <laughs> no, it's the Welsh Yogi Podcast. I just put all these out of the way so they don't look like this. Alright. So they can see them on the screen. Are we going to record again? Because that sounds horrible. I'll, I'll um, just cut it out. Is it? Play a bit of guitar later. We'll have a little. Oh, yeah. That's the guitar. Nice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wisdom of the Sages podcast. I'm your host, Kashtuba. I'm Ragula! <laughs> hey, Kashtuba! Lots of fun goodies! He said it like that. <laughs> it makes noise. Hello and uh, welcome to the Welsh Yogi Podcast. Broadcasting live from Cardiff. the Valley of Cardiff. Cardiff Bay, South Wales. So welcome to the Welsh Yogi Podcast. We are recording from Cardiff, in Cardiff Bay. Mm-hmm. In fact, we can see out the window Cardiff Bay. It's very beautiful. Beautiful. This is the Welsh Yogis. And before we start, I'm Gopal, and you are... Back to Rupa. Back to Rupa. And we just want to say, if you find anything of interest, then you can get in contact through our website, which is T-T-Y, Krishna, K-R-I-S-H-N-A, dot, Cymru, C-Y-M-R-U. And also, we regularly hold programs every Wednesday at 6.30pm in the Atma Lounge in Cardiff, Queen Street. So everyone's welcome to come if they want to find anything more about spiritual life. Confirmed. Confirmed. That's in the Capital Centre, Capital Shopping Centre opposite KFC. Um, little fun fact about Cardiff Bay. Oh, yeah. Did you know it used to be mud flats? I don't even know what mud flats are. Mud flats are sort of big plains of muddy land, you know? Uh-huh. Like if you ever drive over the Seven Bridge and go back to, or go to England, heaven forbid, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you can sometimes see that the tide's high and sometimes see that it's just mud. So Cardiff Bay also used to be just mud. But actually, there was a big redevelopment around the year 2000 where the Cardiff Council built a big barrage that blocked the water coming from I've the river I've lost your idea. Yeah, I've lost you already. Wait, where did you lose me? I don't know what you're on about. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the, the Cardiff Bay Redevelopment Programme. Okay. Why are you talking about this? You're trying to be, <laughs> trying to be interesting or something. <laughs> I'm just trying to educate people about Cardiff Bay and history. Yeah. So basically, they've, they've built a barrage that keeps the water in, which allows it to be very beautiful, as opposed to just loads of mud. Uh-huh. And that encourages tourism. Which allows mermaid quay and the mermaid key key yeah 
and the Welsh Government building and T Krishna. Uh-huh. See? Because otherwise... That's what you were leading into. Leading it to... T Krishna is actually located in the heart of Cardiff Bay, which is the cultural centre for Wales. Um, and it's a, a building built in the 1890. <laughs> Where's my glasses? I just got in too. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Wait, I got me serious again. Roald Dahl's father used to used to work there. Yeah, it's, it used to be a coal exchange or, or a building that used to trade goods and things. Um, and it was it became a bit that whole area became a bit dilapidated after the coal industry collapsed. And for a while there, it was a very rough area with not much interest. But then they built the barrage. <laughs> And here we are. This house would be rubbish. What's this got to do? What's this got to do with yoga and Krishna consciousness? Then I'm just, I'm just bigging up the. And what we're doing at uh-huh. T Krishna is we're building a facility that will allow any person to gain access to these ancient yoga teachings at any level. So whether you're brand new or whether you're an experienced practitioner, we'll have a sacred space, a library, a yoga studio, an exhibition center, a cafe, guest houses rooftop garden mm. it's going to be a facility that you won't want to miss and it's going to we're going to start building it very soon mm. you know so stay tuned watch this space and yeah if you go on the website you'll be able to see the video the plans yeah tkrishna.com forward slash project mm. see a little video the vision and yeah it's very and it all started from the cardiff bay redevelopment project of the year 2000 which i learned about in year six. Oh, did you? Yeah. And we went on a school trip and we walked along the barrage and they've even got like a special, de- specially designed like waterfall which allows fish to come in and out of the bay without getting like killed because huh. they, they let water out based on the rainfall into the ocean. Like sometimes you go to the barrage and it's just p- flooding water out. It's quite interesting actually because mm. the seven estuary, I can talk, this could be the whole podcast. <laughs> the seven estuary has the, hi- the third highest tidal range in the entire world. So high tide versus the low tide is the third biggest difference. In Cardiff? In, in the seven estuary. The rev, you, know the, you know the seven bridge goes over? Uh-huh. It's the gap between Wales and England. Uh-huh. It's got the highest t- third highest tidal range, which is why like in Swansea they were thinking about building a big tidal power plant. They were, yeah, they were thinking, of, I saw the plans for that, a big tidal dragon-shaped city. Really? On the... Is that what they are yeah. about as well? Yeah, but then they they scrapped that and built a cheese bridge. Swansea Council are just pathetic. They, yeah, they can't do anything. No offense, obviously. No offense to anyone from Swansea Council maybe listening, and we're grateful I know, I know for all your do, like, opportunities that you've given us in the past. I know we're big in Swansea Council. Yeah, but um, I think that's enough enough geography lesson for today. No, thank you, Beck Rupert. I don't know if that was. No, you learn everything in this podcast. That's why I like it. Yeah, it's not just yoga. So, speak. I mean, because, okay, here's something then. Whatever you pay attention to. You were something then. If, because you were saying it is interesting, and I, I was getting more interested the more you were talking about it. Okay, cool. I knew that I'd lost you at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what you were on about. But I think it's the principle of, if you pay something attention, it becomes interesting. Mm. So, like, people collect stamps, and people go train spotting. And the more you give something, like, 
this video cropped up on my social media. I'm just shooting the breeze now, and anything I say of interest, pick it up. It will but, be used in evidence. So, uh, what's his name? Jordan Peterson? Yeah. So he was saying that if you're having a conversation with someone, he's, he was saying people are extremely interesting. Mm. And we went to see um, His Holiness Case Rabarati Swami. I know one of the things he always likes to explain is that behind every face, there's a whole story there. Mm. I mean, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, that every person is part of the Supreme. And there's all those verses in the second chapter which talk about the living entity being actually a a spirit soul. And what's that verse? Ascharyavat paschit kaschit enam, ascharyavat vidati the teva chanyaha. That some look at the soul as amazing, some hear of it as amazing, some see it's amazing, and some, even after hearing all about it, don't understand it at all. Mm. So, anyway, this video, Jordan Peterson was saying that if you, people are extremely interesting, and if you're in a conversation and you're not finding it interesting, that's because you're the boring one, yeah. he was saying, because people are fascinating. And in fact, if someone's actually telling you about themselves, if you're paying attention, then they're, they're extremely interesting. And if you can actually hear without, you know, getting rid of all the um, things that you've projected on them by the way they look or by the way they talk, or if you're thinking about already what you want to say but when they finish or things like that, then you won't properly hear them. So... I was just connecting this to spiritual life that if we can actually really pay attention mm. and like one of the spiritual practices we do is this meditation of mantra, mantra meditation, right? Chanting the, the Hare Krishna mantra. And if we can pay attention to the mantra, pay attention to the spiritual practices, then um, life really starts, to, really starts to open up. That's nice. That's what I was thinking about as I was bored when I was listening to you originally, but then this started to become quite interesting. Me to finish talking. Yeah, no, that's where attention goes, energy flows, and and it, and it's real. Like um, I, it's funny you mentioned Jordan Peterson because he came up on my feed recently, hmm. talking about you know a good friend is someone who will let you talk, not you know like hmm. say you've got a problem and you start telling. Some people are like, oh yeah, I've had a similar problem. Yeah, I experienced the same thing. Yeah, but, and they try and make it about themselves. But yeah. a good friend will let you talk. Yeah, because I was, I was letting you talk then. Because I we did um a coaching session, and they said that one of the what you have to try and do when you're coaching someone, you ask them relevant questions so they actually solve their own problem, and what you don't do is jump in and say. Like if someone's saying, um, you know, oh, I I really um, I can't stop eating donuts, Gobo. Yeah. So if someone says I can't stop eating donuts, instead of there's a couple of things that we actually knee jerk reaction tend to do is say, uh, either just prescribe a remedy straight away, mm. like oh you should um, oh, you should go on a diet, or you should not eat donuts, or you should do this. Mm. But act, and that's one of the things you have to refrain from doing. And another thing you should refrain from doing is saying, ah, oh, you eat donuts. I eat donuts as well. You know, I used to have that problem. Mm. And this is what happened to me. And then, mm. but they encourage actually you ask the right questions. Actually, Melanie, you know Melanie? Yeah. She's going to do a little workshop with some of us about how to actually coach and how to listen. And then she'd probably tell me all the things I'm saying are wrong. But mm. so instead you say, how do you think you could stop eating donuts? Yeah, yeah. What do you think you should do? Yeah, and then the answer comes then, and that can be applied to anything. Yeah, it's powerful as well. Um, I was 
me and Ellis went to Bhaktivedanta Manor just on Monday mm-hmm. to see Vaisheshika, who came to Cardiff. Yeah. He, he gave a talk and he was the whole talk was about questions. And he was saying that like a question mark, if you just look at the way it's shaped, it's like a hook, you know. Mm. And you can you can throw a question at someone and it and it hooks them to the conversation. So by asking the right questions, you can like pull people mm. you you can like sort of get things out of people, you know. Mm. For them and for you, you know. But it's it's interesting that power of attention and how every single person has something to say and you can learn something from every single moment if you give attention to that moment. Because so many people are either their their attention is the the present moment they're suffering so they start making plans for the future like oh I need to be happy in the future so I'm going to do this this and this and then yes I'm going to work over there and move this over here and actually that's just the dream world it's just something that's been made up in their mind like to take them out of the mm-hmm. present moment so that so so that attention is in in the dream space. Uh, or they're in the past saying, oh, I should have been like that, should have done this, should have done that. And it's it's not actually going anywhere. But actually, if you bring your attention into the present moment, you can always learn huh. something about someone. And like you said, every 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 single person is unique and special. I think you said that. about mm. You mentioned the Bhagavad Gita, was it? Huh. The soul. Some look at it as amazing. Some see it as amazing. Oh, you were saying, you were saying Keshava Bharati yeah. Maharaj said that behind every face is a story. story so it's like building up the picture of life hmm. that's really interesting yeah there's this idea of the in the Bhagavad Gita Krishna talks about the, the Lord in the heart mm. or the Paramatma mm. the, and there's this conception of the teacher in the room mm. so like I call it the teacher in the room because I think I advised would just coin a phrase but basically it's that inner Sometimes you can ask yourself a question. What what should I do? You know, and you have this, what's the word? Like this almost inner conscious, this inner dialogue, and you can be fed the answers. Mm. And I think, because um, you were saying things like you can learn from every moment if you pay attention. And I was wondering, because sometimes we do have mistakes and we do feel, we do make mistakes and we feel lost in life. And sometimes you do feel like there's no, nothing to learn and there's nowhere to go. And there's no way out. But this idea of if we can actually take time to be introspective and really ask the the Paramatma, the Lord in the heart, what what should I do? Please help me. There's a teacher in the room. I'm, I'm having this difficulty. I just don't know where to go now. What? Please help me. What shall I? Do? Sometimes you get fed answers. Mm. And if you're really lost and you don't get fed answers and you really pray and you're sincere then you do find someone will come along that will give you the answer or you'll read something from Bhagavad Gita that will teach you which way to go you know tell you the next step yeah and I find like because um, when you're in that desperate position where you are feeling disconnected and hopeless you can actually call out in a much more sincere way like you know whatever you want to say Krishna God Allah universe Mm-hmm. Help me! I need some help here. I'm str- I'm really struggling. Can you show me what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, what, what what's the meaning of this? Where am I going? Like, how? You know, there's there's obviously a meaning to life. Life isn't meaningless, right? What would be the point in a meaningless life? Even if it's your own meaning, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, because 
So well, what, what would someone say? So I, I, I say um, there is no, that's, that's what I wonder. So if someone says there is no meaning to life, mm. right? It all just happened by chance. Mm. So you can't, you can't say chance. Chance isn't a causative thing, right? It's just a mathematical probability. I could do heads or tails, 50-50. Mm. So you can't say everything happened by chance because that doesn't describe chance doesn't describe anything. Yeah, it's like saying everything happened by magic. A coin can't flip itself. Yeah. What's the the cause is me flipping the coin. Yeah. So you can't say, oh, why is that heads? You can't say, oh, it's chance. Yeah. Because chance requires a cause. Yeah, you could say that's heads because I have a coin that has one side tails, one side heads. I flipped it in the air, and then. Then you have a fifty-fifty chance of what side what what side's going to be up. Mm. So if someone says there's no meaning, well, then they'd say like it just happened. But yeah, the thing is though, I feel like it's it's like a intrinsic thing that life does mean something because things mean stuff to us, even if it's even if it's like a dream, like when something happens, it matters. When someone says something to you, it means something to you. You know? So ultimately, there must be a ultimate meaning. I think it is important. Because either there is a meaning, yeah. and that's important, or someone... You know, because people do believe that there is no meaning. Right? Yeah. So those people who believe there's no... Then it is... Everything is completely pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Like... There's no even... There's no even point arguing whether there's a meaning or not because it's pointless yeah and in there's... that state of pointlessness it's it's a it's a horrible position like you feel because i've i've been there like there's no meaning to life like what's the point anymore why am i carry on like what nothing means anything like it's all you know that's a distressful situation to find yourself in because it's actually opposite to the truth you know the less in line with the truth you are the more depressed you feel yeah you know, the less you line yourself up with, with reality, the more uncomfortable you feel. And it's so, you know, there is, like you said, you know, you you feel it's quite obvious that there's a meaning. Mm. And in one sense, because, like, if I can look at this microphone mm. and you can say, what's the meaning of this microphone? Well, it has a certain function mm. and you can tell by the way it looks, by the way it's, you know, from previous experiences, etc. This has a meaning, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I can't remember going with this now. So, if you look at life, like you can work at, you can see that there is purpose. Yeah. Like what the Atmano, what's the verse? Did you get something like that? No? And then the Moibo sat. The meaning is actually to find happiness. pleasure and happiness. Yeah. Is this, this is the. That's, anag- my, that's my dad's Prabhupada quote. Yeah. He said, Prabhupada said, that the meaning of life is to be happy. Uh-huh. You know, so like when you're, this is because we started off talking about, like the, we got down this kind of squirrel, down this like path. Went down a squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> down a squirrel. But we went down this little path just because we we were talking about like. Cardiff Bay. Calling out to. Yeah, go on, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Calling out to uh, the universe in a, in a state of suffering, calling out. And I was thinking like, when you are in that suffering position, that's the best time to ask, like, what is the meaning mm. of life? Like, yeah, thanks for putting us back on track. Uh, 
Yeah. Why, why am I here? What's the meaning of life? And when you're in that low situation, when you're in that meaningless, when you feel disconnected and you feel depressed, that's when you can call out with a lot of feeling. Mm. And the more feeling that you call out to God with, to Krishna with, the more reciprocation you get. Mm-hmm. Because he's a person that actually like wants the best for every single person. And it's like if a if a baby's crying, the that's fine. If a baby's crying, then the mother will want want, want to fix it straight away. The screen went black. I was I'm, looking at hey, the screen, I'm making yeah. a profound point here. Yeah, sorry. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, to be honest with you, I was distracted because I was looking at the video. Yeah. And I'm so much more smaller than you in the video because I'm a little bit further behind. Real life as well, like. I am a little bit smaller, but not as much as the video is making up. But yeah, go on. So you were saying, more since, <laughs> more since you are... Mm. No, the more, the feeling, more feeling you call out to the universe, what's the, the more reciprocation is there. Yeah, because it's like, if a, if a baby is crying out for its mother, the mother's going to pick it up and see to it straight away. But if a baby's quite happy in its, in its play box and just doing its stuff, the mother doesn't even pay attention. So similarly, when we're here in this world and we feel quite happy, you know, it's happiness, it's distress, you know, going out with the boys on the weekend, it's all right. Like, I don't have to think about the meaning of life. There's no, you know, when you feel in like a materially comfortable situation, that thought of like the meaning of life and those kinds of situations, they're not really in your, in your mm-hmm. mind. But when you're in that distressful situation, you can start to make headway towards that mm. kind of quest. That's because one of the books we give out is Teachings of Queen Kunti, isn't it? And Queen mm-hmm. Kunti. We give a lot of those out. She was a yogi that prays, like almost pray for distress mm. over and over again because when I'm in that distressful condition, then I, then I take shelter of the supreme spiritual mm. reality, mm. Krishna. And when I get distracted by this world, then I don't. Mm. So um, sometimes pain and distress can be conducive for our spiritual advancement. Mm. You know, sometimes we can get almost numb and distracted by the mass consensual trance of just the mm. being going along with the herd and being just brain dead with this the day to day humdrum of life. I mean, it's it's there, but you have civilizations meant you you do you know the day to day activities, but it's just to maintain body and soul and live comfortably in this world where and then in the real life's all about advancing spiritually and tasting mm. tasting spiritual advancement and the different um you know spiritual uh, emotions and ecstasies that arise as one is trying to practice yeah Christian i think so many people that we meet on the street because the likelihood is the person who's listening right now we've met them on the street at some point there's so many people out there that are actually introspective and do understand that there's more to life than just sort of consumerism and sort of the official line that we get taught so many people understand that there's more to life but they just haven't got like the kind of means of escaping it fully you know they haven't had the morpheus red pill scene you know and a lot of people are jaded they what's the word like disillusioned by Mm. like we go to these things like the spiritual what is called the spiritual conference oh then or it's called the um healthy living show we mm. used to do we used to give out juices and stuff and food there mm. and it was like a 
display you had like all these like people um looking at your angels people like looking at your auras you had this people saying you know this was a spiritual path natural living show there's one in swansea but you get them all over yeah. all over the world you know these dream catchers and yeah and i think people are after like so many years and especially when you know, they're being taught that there's no such thing, for example, as spiritual life, etc. Then people just become disillusioned. They just think, ah, oh, it's just, this must not be real, just like everything else that isn't mm. real. And then then they really like, oh, there's no way out. Mm. But that's the revolutionary, that's the line that I remember. When I read uh, the Bhagavad Gita as it is, the line in the introduction said that one should at least theoretically accept that Krishna is real, you know? And, like, that theoretical acceptance... Like, try it. If, if you're listening now and you, you are in that sceptical park, like, try it. Just, just ask the universe. Like, ask Krishna. Like, if you're real, show me. You know, like, <laughs> if you're real, I don't know. Oh, my God! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I have heard your prayer. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> but that's actually, last week we had Daichari, Harry, on the podcast. Uh -huh. And if you haven't listened to it, it's really worth a listen. But he, he was like in this crazy situation in Ireland and he was like sharing houses with these mad people and he was really trying to figure out the meaning of life. So he sat down and he wrote a letter to God. <laughs> he said, basically, dear God, I'm fed up, you know, I don't, I don't care anymore, good or bad, I don't care anymore, I just want to know, there must be a meaning to life, and if there is a meaning to life, make it clear, I want to know the answer, I want to know the meaning of life, if, the, if it's true, then make it so, so he sat down and he wrote this letter, and literally as soon as he finished writing the letter, the landlord knocked on the door, and he said, right, you're all, you're all evicted, I need, I, need, I need you to get out of this house. Mm -hmm. And it was like an immediate like response, you know, because mm -hmm. he was in distress and he sincerely wrote a letter. Mm -hmm. It was like a very plus he's a special soul, you know. He's got he's got he's gone to some other level in in so many ways. But just interesting, like you could even do that. You could write down a letter and say, okay, I want to know, mm -hmm. I want to know some answers, I want to figure more of this out. And that that endeavor, that desire, that leads you. At, you can the power of writing things down can lead you anywhere you know just writing something down i will do this i promise to do this to myself you know yeah and it's being determined because I, I remember thinking like that like there's got to be some point to life and i was just searching constantly looking and i think again if you you know I, you should ask why you know you everyone has these questions mm. what's the point of life what's the meaning is there any higher experiences that i should get you know what and then you just keep asking those questions. Mm. You don't don't give up asking them, mm. or just think, or or just accept a post-dated check of yeah, well we don't know, but maybe we'll find out in the future. Mm. You just keep asking those questions until you find the answer. Yeah. You know, they're so determined. What's the vyasa atmika buddhi shaka hinantas cha? That if you have to be single pointed, isn't it? Yeah, like an arrow, and that 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 determination. It transforms your life into a quest, you know, because because at the moment, like, I personally felt like going for a union school. It's like, what really am I doing here? Do I want to get a job and work for 
like for the man or whatever you know like what's the point of life but no what's the meaning of life what's the meaning of life and put your turn your life into a quest like i want to i want to understand the purpose of life and i want to be my fulfill my highest potential in life and i want to develop my relationship and be connected to this universe and present in the moment you know and i don't want to just like like we've talked about so many times just kind of blindly follow this herd of people just going with the energy of Oh, we're going this way now. We're going that way. No, like, turn your life into a quest. Go for it, you know? Hmm. And and 100%, because this is, even for me, at the age of like 11, I read that quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. And it just struck me and I was like, okay, let's let's figure this out. Let's listen to some philosophy podcast. Let's, let's just, like, let's just figure it out and turn turn your life into a quest. And there'll be times where you do feel yourself covered by that herd mentality and you forget all about your quest. But then occasionally at those times of distress when you, when everything stops and you actually stop and look at your life and introspect, then it's like, oh yeah, the quest. My life's got, what is the meaning it's, of it? Yeah, it's the main, it is, it's, it is the main goal is uh, mm. self-realization. And all there's side, things there's side, side quests. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you have a computer game in it, you have different side quests that you do, but you don't, get the game completed unless you you yeah. have your main mission mm. that's pretty cool stuff like. yeah because you can have because there are examples of it like when you read I mean what Krishna is speaking to Arjuna the philosophy of uh, the Bhagavad Gita you know you see that in play when you you read Srimad Bhagavatam or you you know it's um, what's the word it's anyway it, it's documented of you know Lord Chaitanya and his associates, and you can see it even today if you go to communities of um, devotees. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, I I see it in our community in Cardiff. You you see, a um, people actually, you know, they people have, you, you live a life. You know, you have jobs. You you know, you you have you're married. You have kids, but you you live an exciting life of spiritual experience mm. and development. Yeah, and it's something that's very tangible. It can be experienced. Yeah, keyword development as well, isn't it? Sorry to cut you, but like, that's the beauty of if you're on, this. This world is a multiplayer world. Like, with, if we turn it into a video game, there's so many living beings here, right? <laughs> you like the video game? Analogies, I love video games. Like, analogies. and if you really want to like excel towards that ultimate quest, you need to get around around a, a clan or a group of people. <laughs> you know, like in a video game, you get a little team to tackle a challenge you know and that's the thing when you're with devotees in the crew and and you you can watch other people leveling up and them leveling up encourages and inspires you to level up and we're all pulling ourselves up you know it's like a, a super positive environment to be around it's interesting because krishna also says in the background that any advancement you get is never lost mm. and that's the same at least some of the games i played you could you level up, you never level down. Yeah, yeah. You know, you once you reach a level, then you you might be stuck on that level for some time, yeah. but eventually you you do go up. So any spiritual advancement you make in this life is is never lost. Yeah. Whereas material advancement does level down. Usain Bolt can't run that same hundred meters anymore. His body's degraded. You know, he's older. Same like Picasso can't paint anymore. Do you know why? He's dead. Mm. You know. So it's like. Newsflash. Newsflash. Picasso's dead. Everyone who ever did anything is dead. And they, and anyone who ever will do anything will be dead. But the soul doesn't die. Right? Exactly. So you don't actually Never die. lose progress on this path. It's eternal credit. So why not just spend a couple of months, weeks, years 
lifetime leveling up in a in a permanent way you know that was that was what struck me about the gear like i was always i was doing tattoo i was making art and i was i, I read the bag of gear and it spoke about how everything in the universe will eventually crumble and i looked around at my whole kind of bedroom full of art and i was like what this is all going to go and it all means nothing you know but then it talks about how you can spiritualize any activity so so suddenly you can you can start making artworks which are for the upliftment of society for the upliftment of of humanity you know I'm not saying that my own does that but like mm. when you spiritualize something it's it's adding to that eternal thing so that's the cool thing as well it's like you don't have to give up the world you just have to start using the world towards the end game goal which is self-realization yeah it's a practical yoga lifestyle isn't it sick as well you just put everything in uh, in perspective yeah go on a quest like and that's 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 the i always thought that as well since becoming a monk we are like living in a, i always thought it was like gta like we're traveling around the country like staying in random places distributing books going to music festivals like going on so many different missions to try and give people these books which can hope, help them to sort of get above that water, get above the automatic life. And and we're connecting with people on that platform. You're a soul and you're important. This is this is something that's, that's revolutionary, you know, like to get told that you're important by someone on the street and, and that person mean it, it doesn't happen. Like, but I can say that to people and mean it because I, I I'm starting to realise that every single person is important and part of something greater than just, you know, EastEnders and Emmerdale and a yeah, rich like we tea said biscuit. Before, it's just point. You know, it's not just pointless. Mm. There's a meaning. You are important. You know. I can remember speaking to you, know, you get a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and one of them thinks, "Oh yeah, there is no point to life. There is no spiritual reality. There is no self consciousness beyond the material chemicals and." But then it's like, okay, well, is that what you think your girlfriend is? Mm -hmm. Your girlfriend is, you know, if probably if I just wrote down on a piece of paper all the chemicals, I could probably just order another another copy of her on eBay, right? Like, you know, with all the, you know, and is that all she is? And then if they if you're really going to live that philosophy, then he, he had to say, well, yeah, but she wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. Because deep down we know we're not just matter. You know, what you is... Know, like what is consciousness? There's no... Anyone who prescribes to a materialistic or atheistic or nihilistic philosophy cannot explain consciousness. You know, ask a neuroscientist. It does, there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that consciousness comes from the brain. There is none. People who think there is yeah. have, have, have not studied it or have, you know... There is no evidence. Fact. Yeah. There's absolutely none. You know, the brain is uh, a hub of electrical impulses, yeah. but the experience of electrical impulses or even the actual qualia or the actual picture that's been projected on the screen of your mind. Yeah, the experience. like Yeah, where, where is that? Yeah, yeah. You know, where in the brain is that? What chemical combination all of a sudden pop produces this consciousness? Yeah. If you prescribe to materialistic philosophy, you do not have a clue and you cannot answer that question. It's true. It's like saying that a video game is conscious. You know, like, there's a character in a video game. Like, you need to be a player. Yeah, there's you NPCs. Know, a, a game doesn't play itself. <laughs> if you just put a simulation on, 
those characters in the game aren't experiencing anything. But if you're holding the controller and actually playing, you're having an experience. Yeah, that experiencing element is mm. like that's okay. That's the important thing going on there, and that that con- that's the atma. And this is what Krishna explains is the very, very first instruction of yoga he gives to Arjuna is that's a very first instruction mm. that they, you you as a conscious living entity are a different quality of energy than your body. That, that's lesson number one. Mm. And then the rest of the Bhagavad Gita is just building up from that point. Yeah. yeah. So, so much we may talk about when we talk about spiritual life is just taking it for granted mm. that one is at least theoretically grasp this this concept that you're you are not the body spirit soul you are spirit soul an actor on a stage trying to play a role mm. a part and a parcel trying to be the whole and all this playing around is really taking its toll you are a spirit soul you're an actor on a stage trying to play a role you're a part and a parcel trying to be the whole and all this playing around <laughs> anyway but no that's cool that was I, I feel like I learned some stuff yeah and like um. so biggest title change biggest title range range third biggest third thing. biggest in, in the world. world fantastic yeah and it's a beautiful place they've even got like um, a nature reserve have you seen the nature reserve over here? It's nice looking out that wind. This window is. This is a nice place. This is called yeah. the Contemporary Vedic Ashram. I was sitting at the minute, and any uh, young man who wants to taste spiritual life at least for some time wants to just, yeah. or even if one's um, studying in university in Cardiff or working, if if you're really, if you want to give it a flavour, then again, please get in touch. A week and you a can, month, a year, you know, yeah, try some. Just taste it. And like this that. is this is where the questers are at. You know, you want to join the quest. You want to join the quest. This this is where it starts. You know what I'm saying? If you're especially if you're in that age bracket, you can join a quest at any at any any stage. You know, but you know, I I started off in the CVA here, and it's just like as far as a facility goes, it's really close to T Krishna. Beautiful views. You've got Gopal, who's like an experienced practitioner. Yeah, and so like. And good boys, like a crew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's many. We've got a nice community here. I mean, we've got a worldwide community. Yeah. And there's many different lifestyle choices that one can really flourish in, in spiritual life. So this contemporary Vedic ashram is for uh, one particular, I guess, bracket. Or, one, you know, if one's, especially if one's like a young male. Teen, that, early 20s. So, yeah. yeah, that just wants to try it. Then um, this facility is here. But... Uh, at any stage in life, any place, then one can take up spiritual life and one should just at least try it. Because otherwise, how are you going to make a balanced decision in life? How are you going to, if you want to prescribe to just, okay, I'm just going to try and enjoy this world and forget about anything religious or spiritual, then that's fine. But if you haven't actually tried the ulterior, then you're just, you're just going with the first Mm -hmm. choice. It's called like a, it's like a lazy man's you know what do they call it? you have maximizers and um uh, psych- psychologically of two kinds of people one just tries to find the best deal you know looks at all different comparisons and wants to go with the best thing for the best price mm. and then the other is just i'll just take the first thing i find and just carry on you know? mm. i'm the latter usually yes <laughs> but uh at least with life we shouldn't we shouldn't be so uh, complacent we should really really figure out because you're worth it and you deserve the best yeah, you're special you're important Write a letter to God. Okay. <laughs> okay, Make we've a- been a Welsh yogis. <laughs> uh, 
Harry, send your letters in. Send your- <laughs> and we'll send them for we'll send them forward to the Lord. <laughs> we'll post them on. <laughs> nice one, guys. Thanks for listening. Harry Harry Krishna. We love all our listeners. We love everyone. Thank you. Share it with a friend. It's a national share it with a friend episode. Uh-huh. So if you if you have a friend that's interested in this quest of life, then this is the podcast to give to is them. So we're gonna call the podcast Join the Quest or something. Maybe. Alright. Yeah, I think that's good. Quest. Harry Krishna. Harry Bond. Shri Advaita Radha